Hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural podcast of Unknown Christian Soldiers. Essentially, what I wanted to do was make something that was pretty anonymous. I didn't want to make something that was going to glorify myself or the church or anything. I wanted something that was only going to glorify God to take me out of it, uh, mostly because I know myself. I'm a human being, and I can turn anything about me because we're typically selfish creatures. But I wanted to make something that was completely, completely raw, just true Christianity in its truest form and not something that was about tradition. I wanted truth, not tradition. You hear that a lot, but it's tough. You know, it, it's hard for a lot of us to get to that point where we can honestly say, you know, I'm ready to move on from maybe even what I've been taught all my life. What I've been told my entire life may not exactly be the truth. Not saying that we've traded truth for a lie in all these situations, but there may be some instances where we have. I want to dig into that. I want to dig in and see, hey, what is truth? Not just what I've been taught, not this commercialism version of Jesus, not this version of Christianity or this version of Christ that we're all getting spoon fed. Um, basically what it comes down to it is Jesus said that because the world hated him, that they will also hate us. And if we aren't practicing a Christianity that gets that kind of throwback on us, then we aren't really practicing Christianity. You know, the church isn't just a building. And you'll hear this a lot from various people, and it's the truth. It isn't just a building. The church is the body of God. It's the people that are there. You know, there's a song that says, if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? You know, and that's, that's the truth. If we really are the body of Christ, why aren't we reaching out to these people? Why aren't we reaching out to the poor and the destitute, the mother and fatherless, the widows, all of these people that are out there that need us? Why aren't we bringing the gospel to everyone? You know, my pastor made a really, really good point. He said, when, he, when someone asks him, or when he asks someone, rather, <clears throat> what are the Gospels? And they say, well, the four Gospels are the good news. It's, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He said, yes, that may be what we refer to them as. But the Gospel is truly the fact that Christ came to this earth to save sinners. He was persecuted. He was crucified. He died and on the third day he rose again to conquer death to have power over our sins and to give us the ability to have our sins forgiven through him that's really what the gospel is the gospel isn't about what we do or or anything it's it's, it's about what Christ did that's really what it boils down to you know a lot of us and myself included, we have this, this head knowledge. And we have all these rules and regulations we think we're supposed to follow to be a good Christian or a good person. And we're going to be good. We're going to go to heaven because of that. God is going to accept us at the pearly gates. But let's have a very honest conversation here. There's nothing you can do that's going to help with that. There's nothing you can possibly do other than accepting Christ as your Savior. Turning from the ways of your past, walking forward in light, 
with Christ, knowing that he has forgiven your sins. That is the only thing you could ever do. Nothing else matters. I mean, it is said, and Christ himself has said, our righteousness is a, but filthy rags. I don't care who you talk to. You mean, Chuck Swindoll, Billy Graham, R.C. Sproul, whoever it is. Their righteousness is nothing before God. Their righteousness, my righteousness, as terrible as I am, I know my righteousness is filthy rags before God. Everyone's is. It's nothing. The only thing that can save men from their sins, from themselves, from the world, is Jesus. We can't do anything. We accept what he has done, his gift to us, his sacrifice, his death on the cross, his conquering death and rising again. That is what saves us. And again, I want to get into real, true, raw Christianity here. I know sometimes we use terminology, you know, that saved or, or all these other terms we, we may use that that maybe in today's society, maybe there's a different term we should use to mean the same thing because even though, yes, that term will always be good for that, you know, the younger generations, the newer generations may not equate that term specifically with those actions in today's world and in today's society. And that's something that I think, and a lot of us need to work on, I think a lot of us need to work on, is is finding those ways to reach out to convey the same message, maybe with a little bit different terminology, maybe something that they can understand. And again, I'm not trying to water down anything or dumb down anything. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong there. What I am saying, though, is we need to find another way of approaching them. And I don't want some flashy commercial Christianity that's, let's be honest, no, no one's going to buy into that. It's no different than everything else they're getting spoon-fed out there on their iPhones and the Internet and everything else. At the end of the day, the truth is the truth, and it'll stand on its own. You just got to find a way to discuss it that someone can understand. You know, we wouldn't go back a hundred years and use the same terminology in the way of speaking that we do now. You know, if we were in the 1800s, you know, we wouldn't use the term for like a sharpshooter, someone who's a good marksman, you wouldn't use the term marksman or sniper or something like that. They'd be a, a shootist or a pistolier or something like that. You know, it's terms change throughout time, you know, depending on the value, not necessarily the values that time, sometimes the values that time can change certain terminologies, such as the word gay. Um, you know, typically it used to mean happy or joyful and today obviously it means homosexual orientation. Uh, but so values can change words uh, over time. The terminology and the definitions and everything else we use as far as a word is concerned can be changed simply by society and pop culture and everything else working its way into our, our language. And that can change things. And again, that boils down to how we need to address uh, our youth in this world. And I think that part of me says we're doing a great job because I see the big rallies. I see everything. But then I also see sometimes it seems like they're not really getting the message. And I know that because I wasn't really getting the message for a long time. I had head knowledge. I didn't have heart knowledge. It was in my brain. It wasn't in my heart. And that was very hard for me to come to grips with as I got older. You know, as 
I memorized the Bible or I memorized parts of the Bible, the parts I thought I should because I was told I should, this verse, that verse, etc. But in the end, was my heart in the right spot? Did I really understood what it meant to follow Jesus? Did I really understand? Even now, do I truly understand what it means to pick up my cross and follow him? Do I truly have what it takes inside to stand up when the time comes when it might even mean my life and say Jesus is my Savior, even if it costs me my life? And part of me says, yeah, I could do that. But part of me inside knows, I don't know. But I know who can do that for me, and that's Christ, and that's God. I may not have the strength to do that inside, but I know if that moment comes and God sends the Holy Spirit to strengthen me, then I can. But without that, without him, I can't. So on this first podcast, I hope there's many more. I would like us to go ahead and have a prayer just to hopefully bless the future podcast we have to come in this one. So, Father God, I come before you right now and I ask forgiveness where I failed you. All the things I've done wrong. I ask your blessing on this podcast. I ask your blessing on the word that goes out. And I don't want it to be about me. I want to be anonymous. I want it to be about your word and about you. And about the world coming to understand who you are, what your son has done, and what it means. And I hope you'll help me understand it more and more every day, God. And I just pray that as people listen to this, they'll understand that you'll allow the words to come out of my mouth that'll help them understand because I know I can't do it, God. Only you can. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Okay, so let's get into something. Let's get into the Bible here real quick. That's that's obviously where we get the words, we get our foundation from. Um, Today is Easter, so this is a good place to talk about the foundation of Christianity. The fact that Easter, you know, is when Christ sacrificed himself for us. You know, it starts off... Let's start at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 3. Adam, ones we call Adam and Eve, you know, the man, the woman, they were in the garden and they were given one law not to follow, one commandment, one rule. They couldn't do it. That's how I know we as human beings are so incredibly flawed and there's no way we could save ourselves and we couldn't follow one One thing, don't eat this certain fruit. So, because of that, this is where the first sacrifice recorded in the Bible occurs. Chapter 3, verse 21. God had to make skins for Adam and Eve to clothe them because they they knew of their nakedness. They knew of, of good and evil and of sin at this point from eating of the forbidden tree. At this point, they became aware of sin. And at this point, there had to be a sacrifice to cover their nakedness, to cover their sin, to cover their humiliation. 
This is the first sacrifice recorded in the Bible. Um, there's different translations. The NIV you know, states that God made skins. There's other translations where it says that God took the skins or, or killed. It insinuates that God killed the animals to, to give the skins to Adam and Eve. Um, but this is the first recorded sacrifice in the Bible to cover sins. And, and there's all these other sacrifices that take place all the way throughout the Bible uh, up to and including Christ. You know, before that, in the in the Jewish and the Hebrew tradition, they had a yearly sacrifice. I believe it was on the 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 tenth day of the seventh month, so July tenth, is when their sacrifice was uh, to cover their sins for the year. You know, and as horrible a wretch as I am, I mean, literally, I would have been having to make sacrifices every day once a year. Wouldn't have been enough. I mean, I'm just a horrible, horrible sinner. But like in the Bible, it says Christ came to save sinners. I believe it was Paul that said, and I am the worst of these. I, I can't save myself. Only Christ can do that. You can't save yourself. Only Christ can save you. But Christ came and gave his sacrifice himself as a living, perfect sacrifice. A sinless, perfect sacrifice after the temptations, after the beatings, even when people were were killing him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I couldn't have done that. I would have been so angry and bitter and broken. There's no way I could have sat there and said, God, forgive these people for what they're doing to me. For God to watch as his one and only son suffers all these tortures. I couldn't sit back and watch that. Especially, especially if I had the power to end it so easily like he would have, but he knew it had to be done. <clears throat> so it's, it's hard for me as a human being who makes all these mistakes, these sins, all these outright atrocities against God sometimes. It just it, It's so hard for me to understand why he would sacrifice his son for us as human beings, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe within him should not perish but have eternal life. Most of us know that verse, John three sixteen. And I know we always say, well, God or Christ died for you and for me and he, he did, but he died for everyone. We need to get out of this selfish American mentality. And I hate to say that. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a former U.S. Marine. I've traveled all over the world. I've done all that stuff. And that's, this might be the only time I ever mentioned that on here. I've seen the rest of the world. And, and we, we are, we're different than the rest of the world. We are. We weren't always so different. Um, but we are. I mean, especially today, commercialism, consumerism, all these things have gotten into our society and better themselves. And they technology, including the technology I have in my hand right now, has is, is made us incredibly selfish human beings. And it's hard to break free from that. All this advertising, all this me, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme generation. And I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody. Don't, don't, I don't want anyone out there to feel like I'm trying to condemn somebody. I'm just as guilty as anybody. And I'm, I'm trying to work on that. But it's made us selfish. 
a lot of us, not everyone, there's still people out there that care and love, but a lot of us, a lot of us is made selfish, so we're not like the rest of the world in some cases, but we need to get out of this mentality that somehow we're better than the rest of the world, that we're greater. And, and don't get me wrong, as, as, as far as nations go, I feel like America's the greatest nation on earth. But as far as people go, people are the same. God sees all people the same. God sees this man digging out of the dumpster for his nightly food. He sees him the same as he sees some guy living in his multi-million dollar mansion up there trading on Wall Street. He sees a human being with a soul. He sees a human being that's all hurting in some way inside. Whether it might be that guy just hurting inside, wanting something to eat, wanting someone to talk to, or the guy in the penthouse that has everything. And like Solomon has reached the point where he says, what's the point? None of this has brought me joy. And that's the point we have to say, nothing on this earth will bring us joy. It might bring us little, little momentary bits of pleasure, little momentary bits of happiness. We, we might get some of that. Hey, I took this vacation. It was awesome. Got that little momentary bit of joy. I got this. But none of it's going to bring long-term, lasting happiness, lasting joy. That's not going to be there except without Christ, without God. The fruits of the Spirit will show themselves. And I have to say there was a there was a time in my life when I was so close to God. My life revolved around my relationship and I let temptation get to me and I threw it all away. I was so happy and I was so peaceful inside and I was I was an idiot. I saw all the blessings that I had and threw it all away. Now, my life has changed. I'm, I'm refocusing my life back towards the Father. And I suggest anyone that listens to this should do the same. <clears throat> I know it's hard. I got struggles every day and I try and and we'll get mad and we'll be our, our spouse or our child or our coworker or whatever it is kind of starts getting under our skin that day and, and we just want to snap. <clears throat> but we got to ask ourselves, is that how we should behave? If, if Pastor Lutzer or, or Billy Graham or whoever it was was at our dinner table and they had their foot sticking out and we tripped and, and dropped a plate of food or whatever, what would we say to them? Oh, I'm sorry about that. No problem. I, I got that. I'll clean that up. But I guarantee you, your spouse, your kid has their foot out there and you trip over that foot. What are you going to do? Are you going to show this pastor how Christian you are and how forgiving and, and non-judgmental you are? But I guarantee you, you're going to jump all over your spouse or child. At least a lot of us will. Not everybody will. I would. But that's not right. There's a difference between correction and getting upset at the situation. The bottom line is, if you wouldn't correct any person that did that in that situation, then you shouldn't be correcting somebody else. If you wouldn't jump down someone's throat, which you shouldn't be jumping down people's throat, unless it's something that you truly, truly need to go to bat for. And honestly, at the end of the day, the only thing you really go to bat for is the gospel and for, for good and for righteousness. 
but you shouldn't be jumping on somebody over something that you wouldn't jump your pastor over, something like that. If your pastor is up there in the pulpit preaching heresy, obviously you could have a conversation with your pastor. But these little minor things that happen every single day, these little minor things that go on that we get so upset about, especially us men, us men, we blow up on stuff sometimes. We blow up about these little things that are so meaningless. Yet at the time, they seem so incredibly important and so incredibly powerful. And deep inside, we don't know why we do this. We ask ourselves, where's our joy? Where's our love? Only God can restore that to you. And so again, this is just the first podcast here. I I wanted to make it short and sweet, and I'm going to try to do one every week if I can. But I just want to say a prayer to close this. (coughs) Father, I come before you and I pray a prayer of restoration to the souls of so many men and women and families out there that need you. Father, I pray, I pray healing, not just physical, but I'm just, I'm talking the mental, the emotional, the spiritual healing that people need, that I need, that so many of us are hurting to get as a nation. Father, I just, I know we need to spend more time in your presence and with you and I hope you'll open our eyes to that and let us see that. And I know there's people that are going to listen to this are going to be hurting. They're going to be looking for answers that I can't provide. Only you can. No one can provide but you. Only you can truly provide comfort. Only you can provide answers. Only you can provide knowledge and truth. And I pray that they will hear this and seek you and find what they need. In your son's name I pray. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, as we progress, again, I'm going to get more into the scripture and the word. We're going to talk more and more about truth versus tradition, about I want to get into some missionaries out there every now and then, different things like that. I just, I feel like there's, there's so much more than this watered down Christianity we see today that I want to explore, not just for y'all, not just to get the word out there, but to open up my eyes as well, to open up me as well to truth and not tradition and I hope someday that God will open up my heart enough that I can I can get back all my joy. And I hope he can do the same thing for you. I hope God brings so much joy to everyone out there and happiness. And I hope you can truly be filled. So until then, y'all have a good night.